Welcome back to another episode of the Extra Cooler Show. I am Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler, and this week I'm here with Matt. Jim and Mike are currently on vacation with their families, but Matt and I decided to welcome our first guests to the show, Sheena and Marco from the Chick Foley Show. Welcome, guys. Hello, hello. We are honored to be here. We're huge fans of you guys, uh, your show, obviously, and uh, you know we're huge fans of Nick and all his artistry. So yeah, we're yes. we're honored to be the first guests. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even thank know that. Yeah, we don't want to <laughs> screw this up. <laughs> so I've got to tell a little story. Uh, as you know, this year, this August marks five years of Extra Cooler, uh, and and believe it or not, besides Matt, uh, Sheena, you were the first person that I ever reached out to about my artwork. Uh, I think I showed you like one of my Hasbro's and I was like, yeah. what do I do with this? How do I do this? Yeah. Uh, you know, you were one of the early accounts that I followed and, uh, thank you for promoting me and, and my artwork. And here we are five, five years later, having you on our very own podcast. I know it's free. It's really crazy. I was thinking about that. You know, I think it was Roman Reigns, I think was the first, yeah. uh, you know, you're like, I wonder <laughs> if there's a market for this. And I'm like, yes, yeah. there's definitely a market for these Hasbro inspired, uh, drawings. So definitely pursue that so yeah i'm glad and look where you look where you've gotten so far man this it's is awesome. crazy yeah, yeah. It, and it all started just like because i wanted something different to wear to SummerSlam in brooklyn i was <laughs> tired of like how many times can i wear my wrestlemania shirt like was with it the shot? did you wear the hbk shirt is that the first one I of the did. first ones you designed yeah yeah and there that. were a few people that spotted us on the train and uh <laughs> it was pretty cool it was wild it may have been the the first and only time I've seen Nick in a white T-shirt, too. It was like a white. <laughs> was it an iron-on? It almost looked like an iron-on. It, it was just, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. It wasn't an iron-on, but it was close enough. It, it looked, it looked like that it. way. The print was uh, less than desirable, we'll say. <laughs> but, yeah, it may have been the first and only time I've seen Nick in a white T-shirt in uh, maybe 20 years, however long it's been. Oh, <laughs> uh, So, uh, as, as proud members of the Pod Foundation, uh, do you want to tell us how you came up with that idea? So we were just thinking, you know, obviously with our show, we we self-promote ourselves just like any good, uh, you know, wrestling, wrestling superstar would, you know, we, we promote ourselves, but we were thinking what a bigger impact we could make if we could just cover all of our bases. Cause there's no way that one podcast can just kind of like cover it all. Um, so we kind of wanted to lock arms with some guys that were doing things that we we valued and we found, we found value in the podcast world. So, you know, we got you guys I always say that you guys are taking the DeLorean back to the past and, um, you know, <laughs> giving us all the, the beautiful pay-per-view footage that, um, we know and love and kind of recapping that we got pyramid wrestling covering all things action figures you know we talk action figures on our show a little bit but um they really do deep dives which is which is wonderful and then our guys over at turnbuckle tavern i can't say enough great things about them with just their in-depth aew coverage you know we we kind of give the weekend wrestling recaps and things like that but they really go in depth um and give you everything that you need from the independent circuit and aew so we just thought we're, we're better together you know like why oh. why just try to cover everything when we could just link arms with other people and make it easier for all of us, you know? It's so true. It, uh, you know, all four of us really kind of touch on everything. Yeah. Uh, like you, you yeah. said, it's, it's perfect, perfect storm. Um, so when I proposed this idea for you guys to come on to the show, uh, we, we kind of thought Money in the Bank would be an appropriate uh, match to cover. So we put three matches up for vote and uh, the Money in the Bank uh, briefcase match from 2014, it's pay-per-view one. Um 
I have I'm a little sure bit of a bone all... to pick with you, dude. I was I was a little <laughs> bit taken aback because, like, you know, I got I got Nick coming in the DMs like, hey, I'm just gonna post this in your in your group's Facebook, you know, and let them vote. You know, since you guys are gonna be on the show, I'm gonna True. let your crew vote on what they want to see, and so. My crew, you know, we kind of all roll roll together. They were like, "Yeah, we want to see Money in the Bank 2014." I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be cake." I definitely want to talk about this match. <laughs> Next thing I know, Nick has got this thing up on his Instagram stories, and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, girl, a monsoon! You're gonna just restart the poll?" You know what I mean? Like, I should I should have known. You know, uh, it was oh, it was too good. There was a part of me in the beginning that wanted that first Money in the Bank match to win. I think because I've seen it. Uh, once maybe um but then after looking at what everybody voted on you know it's like okay yeah. i guess i gotta go with 14 um yeah which 14 <laughs> was the one that that we saw live because you know as we're going to talk about that's the start of the network started mm-hmm. a few months before yeah right. um this pay-per-view 24 yeah and this pay-per-view is is seven years old today actually uh june 29th 2014. Um, so we're going to get wow. into that later, but uh, don't forget after our homework, Matt's going to dish out some extra credit. As usual, you can find us on Instagram at extra cooler and Twitter at extra cooler show. Uh, chances are, if you're listening to this, you already listened to the Chick Foley show, but Sheena, do you want to tell the listeners where they can find you guys? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley and you can hit Marco up. He runs our show Twitter at Chick Foley show on Twitter. So yeah, and you can find our show anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Awesome. So uh, I asked you guys this earlier, but uh, hope you brought something with you because uh, it's time to find out what's in the cooler. I'm going to start off because I'm sitting here right next to a cooler. We just had my son's first birthday party and there are some lingering beers in the cooler and the ice <laughs> is still keeping it cold. Um, so I'm sipping on a, a Tecate with a lime oh, in nice. a can. When we were at the house at Nick's this weekend, um, he completely sold me on the Modelo and the Tecate as my summer beers for 2021. So uh, I, I guess I'll thank you and curse you all in the same breath. But uh, I saved something a little special for um, the rest of our or the the other half of our Pod Foundation coming on. And you guys talk about this oh, okay. my quite gosh. a bit. So this one yeah. is from Long Pine Brewing. It yep. is the Dream Team IPA, double IPA, pardon me. Yeah, so so uh, this one is a beautiful one. Citra Mosaic, Galaxy Amarillos, and uh, Simcoe are all top tier hops in my world. So um, Marco, Cheers, specifically as you've inspired me on this one the last uh, awesome. couple of weeks talking about them. So cheers. <laughs> awesome. I guess I'll go next. I'm a little sad because I wanted to commemorate our debut, you know, on the as the guest appearance on the Extra Cooler show. I wanted to go with an Ecto Cooler inspired cocktail, <laughs> you know, um, but in true mom fashion, I let it slip my mind. And then like, you know, half an hour before the show, I was like, no, I forgot my cocktail. <laughs> so the next time, the next time we're on the show, I'm whipping All up right, an Ecto an ecto cooler cocktail recipe for you guys but i so i just had to grab something from the beer fridge so i'm drinking sasha banks favorite ipa (laughs) it is the uh the broken skull ipa by steve austin and el segundo brewing company um you know can't go wrong there oh hell yeah (laughs) oh my god that's funny um so speaking of stone cold i thought tonight was like you know it's taco tuesday obviously so you want to cap your night off with a nice margarita So I went with the uh, Broken Skull Margarita. Just mix that up real quick before the show. And uh, it is, 
it's tasty. If you haven't Did tried you do it the yet. WrestleMania 17 version with the Terramana? What, what oh, kind of, of tequila are you rolling with? Yep. Yeah. And yeah. Of course, the Terramana tequila. That's how you do Ooh. it. So <laughs> wait, so let us know how, how we make this drink. Is it as simple as it seems? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty. It's really, yeah, it takes like, like, <laughs> maybe right. like two minutes to make. Yeah, it's got a, it's just like, it's like the most, it's like a seriously, like a fresh margarita. So it's got, um, it's got Grand Marnier. It's got, you know, whatever tequila of choice, Terramana, if you want to make the WrestleMania 17, but it's got a little bit of uh, soda and then lot, fresh lime juice and a little agave. So again, just super fresh, no, no pre-made mix or Excellent. anything like that. Yeah. That's, um, but yeah, that's the way to right do it. Up, if up, you yeah, Google Steve Austin, alley. um, perfect margarita, it'll, it'll yep. come up. Oh, excellent. Excellent. All right. So as we said, we are breaking down this week for homework, uh, the Money in the Bank ladder match from Money in the Bank 2014. Like we said, June 29th, 2014, seven year anniversary of this event. The match features Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, RVD, Kofi Kingston, Dolph Ziggler, and Jack Swagger with Zeb Coulter. Let's go back a little bit. Okay. So Network just came out in March. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but was it February? Yeah. February 24. Right. Okay. I, I have been a proud subscriber since day one. I have not canceled my subscription. Same here. Same here. Four of us. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. Um, And uh, this is coming off of the Shields breakup right after uh, what pay-per-view was it? Uh, It was with evolution. uh, Extreme rules or pay-per-view. Extreme rules. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was a great match, actually, mm-hmm. um, I thought. And then, uh, you know, that that Raw that we've seen millions of times and, and yeah. done over and over Gone again. Gone down an inf- Yeah, it's an inf- Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Crazy. How does June 2nd, 2014 and that heel turn scale on the uh, the the extra cooler scale of heel turns? Because I know that the barbershop window has got to be number one for you. Where does where does the shield turn come mm. into play? I feel like maybe because you know, the barbershop window, I, I was a kid and I, you know, you knew it was coming, but it, 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 that's like number one, this one, I feel like I, I had just gotten back into wrestling 2014. Um, you know, I took that time off probably like good, like 10 to 12 years. Same. Um, but yeah, I've heard you guys talk about that Mm -hmm. as well. Um, but like most people immediately drawn to the shield, immediately drawn to Daniel Bryan. Um, I feel like I knew this was coming maybe because I felt like too much of a smart mark. Um, but the turn is perfect. And I loved it because right from day one, Seth Rollins was my guy in the shield. Um, he was my, my preferred member. Uh, but still it's gotta be one of the best heel turns. Oh yeah, absolutely. I have a little story about it too. So I'm about 2012 or so I'm, um, working in retail and, and I have uh, a, a manager that's working for me and his name is Mike. I'll give a shout out to the vocalizer and say, thank you. He is really influential in getting me back in. And that was around 2012. So Mike's talking about it every manager's meeting and he's wearing old vintage t-shirts. This dude could be <laughs> filthy rich if he decided to sell half of his collection. But anyway, um, coming in and he finally gets me on board and I'm in the same vein as Nick and we're at hanging out and kind of talking about it a little bit on the side, kind of not really like hesitant to talk about it. So lo and behold, we get further on and I'm super into it at this point. And my wife is sending me a, um, an Instagram story or Instagram picture of the Seth Rollins turn. And I had worked the evening that, that night and I didn't watch raw 
on time. So I actually found out because my wife was like, what happened to the shield and sent me this Instagram, uh, this Instagram post. And I was like, Oh my God, I didn't know about this. What's happening. (laughs) So it was totally spoiled for me, but, uh, it was still an iconic moment for sure. Yeah. This was my first pay-per-view back in the game. You know, like, like Nick said, we got the, um, the WWE network in February, you know, my husband was deployed at the time the heel husband was deployed and he didn't get back until like April, but so we were watching, you know, we and we were just got the network strictly to catch up on old stuff, right? Like it was strictly a vehicle for us to watch like old pay-per-views and whatnot. And uh, yeah, we just kind of got sucked into the new into the new product via like, you know, ads and seeing stuff like that. And yeah, the shield, it just like sucked me in, dude. And I was like, dude, Seth Rollins is the man, even though I want to hate him, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah. <laughs> he's the man. Uh, so yeah, this was my first pay-per-view back as a fan after a, a long hiatus. Awesome. So, all right, let's start talking about this match. Um, but before before the introductions, uh, as Cheap Heat Marks, shout out Stack Guy, Stack Guy Greg, Matt told me to make sure that I referenced Lillian Garcia's introductions and explanation oh, of the match. I have this in my note, yeah. This is peak Chapya Cha. She comes out and gives an explanation of what the Money in the Bank ladder match is. And the winner will get a contract for the Chapya Cha. And it was like instantly yeah. <laughs> had this light bulb go off in my head. I'm like, man, I haven't heard that in so long. And it was uh, definitely a moment where I was like, all right, let's travel back in time. And let's have same. Yeah, that's the exact same thought. Yeah, you know, you're a cheap heat, Mark Wynn. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you pop for Lillian Garcia. (laughs) Oh, man. So uh, it is pretty nice because they recap each participant as they're introduced. Um, Rollins comes out. Is this his first time not wearing shield gear uh, like the SWAT team? Um, I want to say yes, but it could be. Yeah, I would have to go back and watch because when he did those interviews, but what he did, he was wearing like a suit. Right. Like when he was doing like the interviews after the fact, like, you know, talking about how he bought in and all that kind of stuff. So this was definitely the like uh, the first pay-per-view match that he had outside of of shield gear. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Same goes for Ambrose. Uh, And in my opinion, Rollins, probably this version of Rollins music is the the best uh, in the modern era. Yeah. You notice it's it's different than even his like the the one that we that he played for so long, like the second coming, even before Burn It Down. Like it's got that extra riff to it where it's Mm -hmm. like it's like a little bit more heelish than his his normal music. So, yeah, it definitely adds to his heel factor having that extra little noise in there. I'm super into his new one right now. That's that that comes like neck and neck with this. one. But You're right. The little details make a big difference. Uh, so, so next we've got RVD comes out. Uh, this is his third Money in the Bank ladder match. He won at WrestleMania 22 and cashed in at ECW One Night Stand, which we all know of. Um, next out comes Jack Swagger, the real American Zeb Coulter, another previous winner. Somehow, I don't know how this guy won a Money in the Bank. I'm glad <laughs> I missed it. Yeah. Um, but he he cashed in at WrestleMania. Uh, he won at 26 and then cashed in six days later on Jericho, uh, which I thought was interesting um, because, again, I have no interest in Jack Swagger or whatever his name is now. Uh, sorry. Jack Hager, yeah. Jake yes, Jack Hager. Hager Jake, Jake Hager. Yeah. Uh, next out comes Dolph Ziggler. Uh, this is a guy who, to me, is um, he's a reason why I got back into it, maybe because his style is so similar to Shawn Michaels. Mm. Um, but he's. Uh, he's the third Money in the Bank winner that's in this match. 
this is his fourth Money in the Bank ladder match, and he has the infamous cash-in, which uh, he held the briefcase for 268 days before cashing it in on, on Raw after WrestleMania 29. Um, we, get, that, we get the glorious Miz girl. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I think Dolph and Rollins are the, like, the two longest holding uh, Money in the Bank. Uh, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. And and coincidentally, and, and we'll we'll get there, but those are probably the two best cash-ins. Um, so yeah. next we've got from uh, Ghana, West Africa, still somehow, uh, Kofi, which I was kind of like, oh, I forgot he's still rocking that gimmick a little bit. Um, this is his fifth Money in the Bank ladder match, and uh, it's actually been three years since he's been in one. And and after Kofi comes uh, another first timer in, in his uh, wife beater and jeans, Dean Ambrose. <laughs> over like Rover, though. Oh, yeah, he was crazy. Yeah. That crowd went nuts when he walked out. Mm-hmm. I do love that era of him uh, in the Shield with the U.S. title. That was at one point I thought, oh, maybe this guy is the guy to 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 be a fan of in the Shield. You can, um, lo- you can love all three, Nick. Yeah, you, you know? can. Yeah, you, I know. Yeah. You, I know. you don't have Spread to choose. Love. You know, yeah, yeah there's You're enough right. love to go around. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. So those of you who want to watch uh, at home, the bell rings at uh, 58 minutes and 57 seconds and match is underway. And right away we see Rollins and Ambrose go at it um, outside the ring. And uh, Kofi and Swagger, the two guys in the ring, they go for ladders. Swagger holds holds he this is what drove me crazy i sent this message to you guys about how i wanted to dump on swagger <laughs> did. i've been waiting and, for it yeah and it's all Bring because it. of of this spot it's almost like they didn't practice it and swagger isn't strong enough to hold the ladder for kofi because kofi let me explain it uh swagger's holding up the ladder on an angle kofi climbs up to take out rvd but but the leap is so incredibly lame, in my opinion. It like yeah. swagger kind of gives he out on it. Doesn't have enough spring. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But you like know, uh, I mean, he Je- uh, swagger was not supposed to be in this match. It was supposed to be Wade Barrett, yeah, the right. Intercontinental Champion. That's right. So I mean, he was probably he got thrown into this match at the last minute. So yeah, right. I mean, as much as he is lame, in my opinion, yeah. you know, then now and forever, I think uh, <laughs> no excuse. He may, I, I still give him a little bit of props because yeah, he kind of okay. just got thrown into this at the, at the okay the last second. No excuse. My, so my one. <laughs> props given to swagger is during the entrance he's got that super lame t-shirt on that just has the oh, handprint the across yeah he hits it almost spot yeah, he on. does it's like <laughs> completely in line with the hand outline that we do with our children every single uh summer right yeah, the hand yeah. He's got i wonder if it's actually in. his hand i wonder if it's it, like it an actual be. like outline of his yeah. exact handprint i hope you know? so totally looks that way because he is like <laughs> spot on in it Oh yeah, he is. You can't even see the outline at all. <laughs> yeah, Matt is holding up a picture of it. So uh, Kofi clears the ring. He goes for the briefcase, but Ambrose uh, comes in, tips the ladder, and Kofi hops off the top rope outside the ring to take out RVD, Swagger, and Dolph. And that Killer that spot. my is the the first big spot of the match. Yeah, Kofi a, is such a star. Like how I mean, how are we five years away from Kofi Mania? I know I know his like uh, you know joining up with the New Day kind of <laughs> slowed things because they were so mage. You know like it kind of like 
pushed his like singles run, but dude, how the hell is yeah. Kofi it's crazy? Like, he's was, he's yeah. insane. Yeah. I was thinking of the same thing when I was watching this match. I was like, he was over too as well. Like yeah. pretty much all these guys are over. There's like not one guy in this like match that's not over at that moment. And you kind of miss that nowadays where yeah. you know, back in back in the attitude era, literally everyone had a storyline. Yeah. Everyone was over. Didn't matter how lower low you were on the on the totem pole, so to speak. You still had a storyline, and the crowd was still into you. That's how, like this this match in particular. Like everyone in this match right now was had a gimmick going. Everyone was into them and all that stuff. And and these are um, like the mid carters, though. That's the mm-hmm. beautiful thing yeah. about this. This yes. isn't like yep. the heavy hitters. You know, the yeah, heavy hitters we see event. later on. You know, they have yeah. their own ladder match in on this pay per view. But yeah, these are all mid card guys, and they just yeah. like steal. They, they literally steal the show. The other thing too is uh. I, I just started getting back into wrestling, just like you guys at this point. And this was actually in my backyard at the TD oh, that's right. Garden in Boston, oh, Massachusetts. Right. In Boston. Didn't, wasn't really into wrestling, so didn't even think of going. Now, looking back, I'm kind of pissed yeah. off. I didn't yeah. actually just go, you know what, let me, let me just go and <laughs> yeah. see what this is, this is all about. I, I probably would have... Uh, probably would have went nuts but uh yeah very upset that i didn't go to see this they even talk about kofi going to boston college and he's mm-hmm. got the the maroon and gold oh, yeah uh, yeah he's uh, on too yeah so, he's uh, uh yeah he goes to, he went to high school a town over from me uh in winchester wait what he's not he's not from ghana no, he is. He, he's, oh, born, oh. he's born there. I mean, okay. uh, but he moved, obviously, he moved, he moved as a child. I'm just, but yeah. I'm just breaking balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of, I, I know a couple of people that actually know him and went to high school with him and stuff like that. That's really cool. Oh, that's it's awesome. Pretty, it's pretty crazy. So hopefully they make their way back here and, you know, I can get some, uh, get some, some up close and personal time with yeah. Hell yeah. Kingston if he, you know, comes back in this neck of the woods. That's cool. Awesome. It's, yeah. But so man, it's it this is this is right right in the heart of Kofi's like big spot like th- this is the the run that he's having in like Royal Rumbles and yep. just having mm-hmm. all of these insane saves and all of these things and this springboard off the top rope spot here is yeah. just like there's so yeah. many in this match, but this one I think is towards the top, if not number one for me. As we there's as we, a there's a million yeah. ways that could have went wrong. Oh you know? yeah, and oh, it's totally. Just oh, yeah. Like yeah, the fact that he just absolutely nails it is just you know yeah the, other, yeah. the other thing too, he's like he's a lot bigger this time around. He's like a lot. He's a, he's a little bit more jacked than he is now. Yeah. Nowadays yep. he's pulling those moves off, which is pretty spectacular as well. Absolutely. It, so after that spot, we go back to to more Rollins and Ambrose, which we're going to see throughout throughout the match. Them going back and forth. Um, Rollins sells everything so yeah. beautifully in yeah. this match. I feel like it's like peak Rollins, and not that he's ever taken a step back, um, but this guy's on fire, like selling for everybody in that ring. Yeah, this is the birth of a legend right here. You're yeah. watching the birth of a legend. Oh, yeah. Like it is just incredible to see like the genesis of it. You know, we, we mm-hmm. think the shield is, but then you're like, no, this is like where that meteoric rise begins, yeah. you know? It's so true. Mike's not here, but Rollins gives a glorious fish out of water sell here <laughs> after he takes a bump off a ladder. So uh, yeah. I think Kofi's the one that gave him that bump where he did the triple bump. It was basically like he flipped over, yep. he hit yeah. the ladder, then he bounced up, hit the ladder again, then hit his head on the bottom rung of the other yep. ladder. It yep. was like, in, it was bananas. I was like, mm-hmm. oh God, I don't think it was supposed to happen like that. <laughs> uh, you know, as much fun as watching uh, Rollins and Ambrose go at it during this match, Kofi and Dolph, I thought was a lot of fun to yeah, watch yep. throughout it. Uh, them racing up the ladder so fast. Um, yeah. After that, it turns into uh, the RVD show. 
which uh, RVD and Rollins go Mm -hmm. at it and Rollins continues to sell. Um, I don't think he's gotten in any offense in this entire match so far. Yeah. Um, It's only 2014. It's the beginning of his career or what it feels like in WWE. And he looks so polished in this match. He doesn't look like a mid-card guy. Nope. Yeah. Uh, we get the RVD uh, spot fest. He hits the rolling thunder. Ron's laying on top of the ladder uh, that's propped up in the corner on the bottom rope. And uh, he's literally just dominating each guy that comes in, hitting them with one of his signature moves. Yeah. Uh, Kofi comes in, spoils. Uh, RVD's attempted at the briefcase, but the two of them team up against our boy Swagger. At this point, <laughs> RVD is looking... Completely wiped out. I don't know how old he is in this match, but this is one of his last big matches in this WWE yeah. run right here. Like this, he I think he has a pre-show match at SummerSlam against like Cesaro or something. Yes. But this is like his last big spotlight moment in this, uh, you know, this era of yeah. WWE. No, totally. Uh, so Swagger Swagger clears Kofi from the ring with ladder, uh, and he looks like he's about to attempt a suplex to RVD off the top, but he takes a, a huge headbutt off the top. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Was, it, that spot was insane. Uh, yeah. So, I, you know, I guess I can't dump all over swagger. Um, the guy did have some, some good spots in the match. Uh, I guess he was just supposed to be the muscle. Um, but to me, it doesn't come across that way. <laughs> and that was like the world's tallest ladder too, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, RVD pops the crowd for teasing the frog splash from the top of the ladder, but uh, Rollins interrupts. And after back and forth, it looks like we're about to see RVD suplex Rollins off the top of the tall ladder. But Swagger crawls under RVD and uh, hits a, that power bomb uh, on RVD off the top of the ladder. Here we've got Ambrose entering the ring, continues to go after Rollins. It's like, I, I feel like during this match, um, Ambrose is only going after Rollins. Yeah, uh, it's a blood it's, feud. Right, which is great storytelling when you think about it. All he's all he cares about is, yeah. is Rollins. And Rollins is actually the one who got him in this match, yes. which they talk about constantly. Yep. So the superplex off the top of the ladder, this move is is crazy to me. I don't know how these guys pull this off. It's a lot. I mean, I don't know why you would ever want to do that to yourself. I guess you don't (laughs) do it it for the love of the sport. But yeah, not not a good look for your spine. Uh, No, it it just looks like it hurts. And it's one of those things that, um, you know, being an elementary teacher, I have so many kids who oh, wrestling's fake still. And it like brings me back and I feel like I'm in third grade again. And like, (laughs) and like Joe Schmo is telling me, you know, that's fake. What you watch? I'm like, Jesus Christ, watch this guy do this. And then tell me that's fake. (laughs) Yeah. I've never bought into the wrestling. I'm like, okay, you do it, buddy. You get up there. I I bet you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even jump flat footed off of the top rope, you know, like get up on that top turnbuckle and just do a jump into the ring. Like I'm not even asking you to splash. I bet you wouldn't even land flat footed. Right. Um, Definitely not easy. No. After that, we see Ziggler and Kofi back in the ring for the first time. Uh, And it makes me wonder like where have they been? What knocked them out of the ring for so long? Uh, You know, but you know, kayfabe or kayfabe as, as Mike would mispronounce it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And then at this moment, I think it's when I realized why I don't like Jack Swagger. Um, He gives that, uh, that, that we, the people, and then he goes and hits a Vader bomb 
onto the ladder, which is laying on top of Kofi. Uh, why would you do this? Like, it just seems like such a boneheaded move. Um, it's very you're counterproductive, to, <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, the commentators how, even talk about it, too, of like, I think it's JBL is like giving them hell for it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And somehow uh, Swagger is is climbing up the top of the ladder. He's about to grab the briefcase, but thankfully RVD comes in and saves the day. Um, my question that I want to ask anybody who wants to answer it, if you could replace anybody in this match, who would you replace and who would you replace them with? Mm. I mean, obviously I'm going to pull swagger out of here, but yeah, you've put swagger on a T for everyone. (laughs) We know know your answer, but I, I, you know, there was a point where the Dolph Ziggler kind of came into my head as one to replace, but you can't go anywhere, but swagger. And uh, I think Sheena, you said it earlier that he's like playing the big guy role of this match. But there's like yeah. so many other big guys that could have come in and played the same role probably better. And I know that mm-hmm. who I'm going to suggest in my fantasy booking world isn't exactly uh, the mid card material, but Bray Wyatt in this match with the interwoven, you know, three, uh, the, the, the six man tags with all of the shield guys, like could have been a lot of fun yeah. to play that yep. big man role, but I know yeah. he's got, he's got bigger and better later in the evening as he's going for the, the, uh, world title. Hmm. I agree. Yeah. Back comes, uh, swagger as Ambrose leaps off the ladder, hit, hit swagger with a DDT. This is the spot that knocks Ambrose out. His shoulders hurt. Uh, yep. I, while watching this spot, I kind of was like, wow, that's pretty incredible that he was able to hit that move. But then I'm like, wait, wait he got hurt in that that moment? And why are they pulling him out of this match? Again, I watched it live, but I, I didn't remember him leaving for that reason. The, the doctors and the officials make him leave the match because of what they're calling the dislocated shoulder. Um, the crowd is not happy. Like you guys said nope. earlier, mm-hmm. Ambrose is over. Uh, and Rollins sees this as his moment. While RVD and Rollins go back and forth at the top of the ladder in the middle of the ring from the outside, Kofi places a ladder so that it lays on the top rope on that middle rung. And it's like parallel, almost like he's building a bridge. And you know something's about to happen on that thing. So not not only does he do that, but he's picking the ladder up from outside the ring. Like yes. I, just him being able to actually land this ladder in the exact place that it needs to be is another Kofi spot of the evening because that's yeah. insane that he's literally holding this up above his head and is able to put it exactly where it needs to go. So bravo again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can barely get a ladder up to like my gutter that's without fumbling saying. it, without botching <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Like with both hands on it, just like, you know, walking it to the gutter. Yeah. I and mean, he's like, you know, slamming it into the other ladder at the perfect, that's the perfect spot. So yeah, perhaps yeah, healthy. These guys take some bumps and they never get enough credit for like how they fall off of a ladder to make it look like they're actually hurt. And RVD does that in, in yeah. this match. He, he falls so awkwardly off the ladder that you think for a moment, like, Oh, maybe he did mess up his knee uh, <laughs> or do something. And, and maybe that's just the kid in me who still believes that. Hey, um, I went Marco back and, and I like to get worked. So yeah, you're, you're, you're in good <laughs> yeah, company. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And then he, he, we didn't even talk about like Rollins taking that, the spill that uh, right. from, from that, like I wouldn't even be scared if that ladder like move, like, they, you know, obviously oh my safe. God in between the actual ladder itself, but it's resting on the ropes. Like any sudden movement that 
That yeah, way they can it could slide shift over. or bounce <laughs> or, or do anything. Yeah. And there's too many appendages like, you know, <laughs> flying through the air. I yeah. mean, think about like even just like your small digits, like your finger getting smashed between yeah. like Ugh. two of those, like, you know, the, the side of the ladder. Like, heck no. Like, Rollins no. Completely missing it and the ladder like landing on him or, yeah, it could have been bad. It could have been bad. Yeah. yeah. Rollins is a sicko because this is not his first like <laughs> bump of the night that he oh, takes no. that is no. like this. And this is another one that question makes me question, like, why would you want to do that to yourself? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's a pretty amazing because, you know, he takes spots like that and it's totally fine. And then he does like a basic sunset flip. And yeah. like blow, like explodes his whole yeah. knee. You know, I'm just like, yep. you know, how can you take a bump off of a ladder like that? And then it's yeah. like one little sunset flip and it's like, oh, my career is <sighs> almost over, you know, like so you know. heartbreaking. Yeah. So to me, I, I mentioned this earlier, Ziggler, uh, he comes in and spoils what would have been Kofi's first money in the bank win. Mm-hmm. Kofi's got his hand on that massive carabiner. I don't even know where you get that from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Arabians are us, uh, pal. Ziggler is, is <laughs> Ziggler's the guy that got me back in and and drew me back into wrestling. I, I don't know. I just remember thinking like I love this guy's gimmick. Him, AJ Lee, and Big E Langston. Uh, what a trio! It should have yeah. gone on for so much longer than it did. Yeah, um, they're, they're awesome. I mean, I miss he, I miss AJ Lee. Even just like talking about her, I'm like, yes. oh, dude, like she was so good. She was someone that I I wish I caught more of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and I missed like, a lot of her, yeah. Yeah, she's one of those people that I feel like I need to go back and like check out what she did um, yeah. because she definitely could not have been cool with the whole like diva title and that that the way that thing looked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no yeah she had her own like kind of pipe bomb. Um, if you guys, if you haven't seen her, go search her on YouTube where the, all the divas are in the ring and she's standing on the uh, on the uh, entrance ramp and she's just like just re- laying yes. in everybody. Oh. I remember that. Um, it was like her own that. version yeah. of the pipe bomb. She, yeah, yes. she, um, she speaks some truths there if you, uh, mm-hmm. if you go back and watch it. But um, the funny thing was actually earlier today I was watching um, some CM Punk. So they, they call like CM Punk Savage Moments. And it's just basically him just... Roasting people, people. nice. Like, yeah, he was he was phenomenal. Like he was, I mean, people like he's an indie darling, even a professional or sports entertainment darling as well. But he was really great on the microphone. Like he oh. didn't give a crap about what anyone said. He spoke his truth, spoke his mind, especially the stuff with Triple H. If you're watching at that time, um, him and Triple H going. Back oh yeah, it was like real. Like they're they're yep. taking some really good digs at each other at that point. But yeah, I think that's where AJ Lee got her. Uh, her had to her promo skills was yeah. from uh, from her the mentor CM Punk. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's funny that she came up because the Raw after this event, she actually returns and beats Paige for the Divas title again and takes it back. So, That's right. Yeah, right they after they kind of went back and forth for a while, didn't they? Didn't they right. have like it was kind of like going back and forth because that's the feud that I caught. Like I caught mm-hmm. wind of like her and Paige's yes. like back and forth because yeah. they were like frenemies Same. for a little while, and then they were like enemies, and then yeah, you know, then they had their big uh, tag match at WrestleMania with the Bellas and you know all of that. So. Yeah, I kind of caught that that part of AJ Lee's career. Oh, man. All right, so let's get back because uh, we've got Jack Swagger in the ring and he's got, he pulls Ziggler off the ladder and he's got him in an ankle lock or whatever they call it for him. Um, Patriot lock. The Patriot lock, yes. Mm, yes. Uh, <laughs> and he's he's all alone teasing, teasing that Swagger win when uh, Rollins comes, attacks him with the chair, basically eliminating him from the match. Thank you, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> and the, 
he, Rollins is all alone and the crowd is chanting for Ambrose to return. Um, and you know, it's one of those like kayfabe moments where like, get up the damn ladder, man. Why are you moving? So, <laughs> you slow? know, you know, in any ladder match, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, wrestlers lose about 45% of their spatial awareness and speed, you know, it's like, they, they never, they never place the ladder like anywhere near, like they're like climbing up. I'm like, you're like six feet away from the briefcase. Yeah. Do you not see it, bro? Like it's right there. And there's a, literally at this point in time, there's a spotlight shining on the briefcase. Like, how do you miss that? You know? Oh man. And, uh, again, I like things to, to be kept kayfabe and, and Ambrose runs down that ring. Like nothing's wrong with yeah. him. He's, yeah. He's sprinting like arms. Yeah. Full he's unhinged, man. He's yeah. unhinged. He doesn't, you know, he's literally unhinged. His shoulder is unhinged at this point. Yeah. You know, he doesn't care. You know, he is ready to seek vengeance. Dude, can, we, can we just talk about the pop though? That he got oh, yeah. back. Bananas. It, it's like, and it's so good because, um, it's one of those pops that you're like, come on. We all knew he was coming back, but it's still like, so it was satisfying. so appropriate. Yeah. So such great timing. And um, the chair. I think it was just the fact that he literally just came in and just started whooping yeah. Rollins's butt. Yeah. I mean, just like, yes. you know, with the chair right away. And it was just so satisfying. So um, uh, poetic going back to the turn, right? Yes, exactly. Awesome. So good. Did did do you guys think the Ambrose Rollins feud went on too long? And the reason I say that is mm. because it's going on now. And Matt and I, Matt for a Father's Day gift that year, got tickets to a house show on a Friday night in oh, New Jersey. Right. <laughs> and and he took me with him. And I think it was like late September, early October. And it was like that era where I don't know if Ambrose stole the briefcase, but the two of them had a match at that show. And uh, Ambrose left with the briefcase. Yes. yes. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that because their their feud went through Hell in a Cell. I mean, they had yeah. a, a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, and then they, because they, mm-hmm. they had a Lumberjack match at SummerSlam. And then they had the Hell in a Cell match. So yeah, it went on pretty much that whole year. And then Dean kind of broke off after Hell in a Cell and had his feud with Bray because Bray showed up at the end of Hell in a Cell. Right. Yep. So yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it went on a long time, but I was kind of here for it. You know, yeah. I mean, it was kind of yeah. worthy. You know, that was his brother. And yes. I think you know, he, no, felt, he felt extremely betrayed. And I feel like they paid it off in like this, you know, in, in the cell as, as it should. So, no, yeah. they did. They did. I think more so. Didn't they go back to the feud after Rollins returned from the injury? Uh, when Ambrose was the champ, maybe I, I could be wrong. Well, um, remember, yeah, because, uh, it, well, Roman, remember, uh, Roman was the champ and then Dean had won money in the bank, bank yeah. that year. And then Seth and Roman had a fight. Seth beat Roman clean. And then, um, Dean came in and, and smashed cash. him in the head right. with the money in the bank and cashed in cashed and, set it in yeah. and won it for right. Seth. So yeah, they, they, they've been, you know, back and yeah. forth for, for a long time. Yeah. We never, we never good. got the definitive shield reunion that we all wanted. They, no. they they waited way too long on that and never really fully executed it in the way that we yeah. all deserved for it to happen. So yeah. yeah, there was a lot of moving parts, you know, that caused could that caused yeah. all that. But yeah, sad. Someday Ambrose will be back someday. Okay. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> I know, I know. It could happen. You never know. <laughs> oh man. So uh, Ambrose is is doing a slow climb to the top. It's over. We've got a new money in the bank and then boom, the pyro hits and, yep. and Kane's music hits it's as well. Gotta Kane be. Comes, it's <laughs> gotta oh. be Kane. <laughs> Kane comes down to, to spoil the party. 
Uh, and uh, <laughs> this is another one of those things I find interesting. We see it happen so many times in ladder matches. Like, Kane, just tip the ladder, man. He's right there. Tip it. <laughs> Instead, you want to try and pull him off. Uh, it's yeah. clearly not working. <laughs> yeah, because for a moment, you know, Dean kicks him off. And, you know, you yes. think like, oh, crap. Like, you know, yeah. it, it, he foiled Kane's plan. And, you know, Dean's actually going to win this because the crowd went crazy when he kicked him off. But, yeah, ultimately, Kane, Kane got his way. Now, yeah, you were saying the, the um, you know, the inevitable spot of them just reaching and reaching and, and not being able to grab a briefcase. That's yeah, just like, like batting it like a, like a cat with a cat toy. You know, now, I, I was going to give Dean Ambrose some praise here because he actually makes it look believable because this briefcase starts really swinging. And I know it's not like a six foot back and forth that it's going, but it looks like he he actually can't reach it. And it's fluttering in the air above when Kane is running out. And I actually thought that he pulled that off probably better than any other time in this match. So right, uh, yeah. props on that one. It was kayfabe was on point on that Good one. Call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Kane uh, finally gets him out, delivers a final blow with a choke slam and a tombstone to Ambrose and Rollins appropriately comes back in. Kane holds the ladder as Rollins uh, claims his money in the bank briefcase. And we've got a new Mr. Money in the bank, which uh, sets the stage for, in my opinion, the best cash in ever 100%. nine or 10 probably yes yeah. 100 you know yeah uh, sheena i know you were there for yeah. it uh yeah. man it, anything oh it was insane it's because you know i mean rollins had lost earlier in the night which i was totally dejected i was like oh we came all the way to mania to see our favorite wrestler lose at <laughs> wrestlemania you know to to what was probably the best rko ever you yes. know yeah um, absolutely. and uh then it just it just wasn't even on my mind. I can't believe it just like slipped because the match between Brock and Roman was so amazing and so epic. Yes. Like I was totally bought, like I was totally like locked in and just thinking like, holy shit, how's the end? Of, sorry for cussing. <laughs> holy crap. What is the end of this <laughs> um, this match going to be? But uh, then when he cashed in, I mean, when when the music hit, it was like it took oh. me a moment for like my like to get my senses back. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> oh I mean, and the crowd just went bananas and the way he did it and the way he pulled it off, you know, the heist of the century, it was just, it was just epic. Yeah. It was incredible. I, I love that Ziggler cash in, but this trumps it by like, like yeah. a million times. Um, yeah, I mean, closing you. out WrestleMania, I mean, there's, yeah. nothing, there's nothing in your, like, if you ever dream to be a professional wrestler, like there is no better scenario than yeah. like leaving WrestleMania, like at the end of the night, the show closes with you as the last thing that people see. And he like, he did it in such a way that was just like, holy crap. Like how many people are going to tune in tomorrow to see yes. like what the heck the fallout is going to be, you know, like he, he left yep. people wanting more. And I mean, I just think there's nothing more you could want from your career. I mean, he peaked, I mean, even though he's like done weight, like, you know, his run was amazing. Like that was like a peak moment, yes. you know, just yeah. incredible. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I like, I'd like to think of myself as a wrestling fan who watches to be entertained and yeah. enjoy it. I don't like to, as much as I may nitpick things here and there, I, I'm generally, I walk away and say, you know what? It was fun. Yeah, and same. like, we've, we've been lucky enough to watch and, and see some good WrestleMania moments in the return from 2014 to now. Yeah. Um, some things that I've really loved and been very entertained by, but this is, is probably my favorite moment in the modern yeah. day. Um, we were together watching this myself, Matt, Jim, Mike, and some other friends. And I can remember how, 
we went nuts when it happened. We felt like little kids, like jumping all over my apartment uh, yeah. at the time. I and uh, for your neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, it's one of the best moments in wrestling. I think. Even though it was so slimy, it just felt so good. And so, yes. right, you know, like it felt like, oh, this is how it was supposed to be, you know? And I'm yeah. a huge Roman fan. I, and at that point, I loved Brock too. I, I loved Roman. I loved Brock. And I, I was like ready to see like how this was going to shake out. Obviously, I was going for Roman. Right. Even though Roman lost and Seth went over and, you know, ended up with the title, like I couldn't have asked for anything, anything yeah. better. It was just whew, electric. So after the match, um, I don't know if anybody caught it, but the before the authority comes out they, they cut to a crowd, like 13 year old kids wearing a Cookie Monster shirt. And he <laughs> does not look happy. I, 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 I don't know why it caught my eye. And I was like, why is that kid wearing a Cookie Monster shirt? Yeah, it was actually to a pay-per-view. <laughs> So That's anyway, awesome. the match ends with the authority, Triple H and Stephanie come out to congratulate uh, Triple H's protege and we know so, where this is headed. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people were really upset that, that Kane interfered. They're like, why didn't Rollins just win? But I feel like that set the stage for Rollins' whole run. I feel like it really made him like that, you know, slimy heel where you were just like, you know, he had J&J. &J, he always had, you know, the authority behind him. He always had Kane coming in to save his butt. Yeah. And I think it just really added to his character and made him that person that you wanted to hate in kayfabe. Um, and I think it was the perfect way to end that match. I mean, if he would have just went up and grabbed the, grabbed the briefcase clean, I feel like it would have, because at that time he was still pretty new, you know, and I feel like he, yeah. this, this allowed him to grow as he was Mr. Money in the Bank all the way up to that moment where he cashed in. Yeah, I think too, he would have, if he did do it by himself, I think the crowd would have kind of turned and, you know, yeah, I can see treat that. him as like a face almost as, yeah. I, th I think a lot of people probably wanted, I mean, he's obviously the favorite out of the shield as far as the, uh, the members go, nothing against, you know, Roman and, and Dean at the time, but I think if he did, climb up that ladder and win it himself i think it would the crowd would have been a it would have kind of turned him yeah a little bit to a yeah. face and it, it, it would have kind of killed the fact that he is a hail and he is a slimy you know mm -hmm. piece of crap cowardly cowardly, <laughs> yeah. cowardly uh, heel for sure you know yeah so like yeah i think i think they did the right thing and having kane come out and you know like you said it did work for him the whole time i mean just having interference every mm -hmm. single time he can get it and that's that's what real heels do they they that's you know right. do whatever they can to win I love that in the very beginning of this match, they gave you those little black background vignettes of yes. wrestler. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was interesting that they all felt like they were talking really softly into the microphone and yeah. Like, yeah. almost like they weren't allowed to <laughs> give that, old LOD style. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was yeah. like the old like Royal Rumble style yes. like talking head, you know, yes. like, yeah. uh, like, like background yeah. and it's just like one one thing, you know. So the, only, the funny thing I thought about was that when when Stephanie and Triple H walked out, I was like kind of like mom and dad. You know, yeah, it was a mom winning. and dad vibe. Yeah, yeah it, it was like it was like mom and dad coming out congratulating their their son on their on his uh on his championship win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of funny. It was like a proud proud parents. Of their young baby boy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but Seth tells you that there's a plan A that he wins the he wins yes. the money in the bank and there's a plan B that he wins money in the bank. Yeah. And then uh, um, I almost called him Adam Cole, Michael Cole <laughs> at the end of it is going on and talking about plan A and then plan B. And this was a complete setup by authority. And then the, the King of Kings music is hitting. And, um, you know, Michael Cole comes back and says, the question now is, will Seth Rollins cash in tonight? 
fast forward into the match. You've got a ladder match for the vacated world title because Daniel Bryan has needed to vacate the title and not even a tease, no nothing. And I thought that was really interesting that Cole yeah. talks about it and then nothing. Just John Cena in Boston as the lights go out. Hmm. I'll say as someone that was coming in at that time, everybody already hated John Cena, except for me. I was like on board with John Cena. I was like, oh, I like John Cena, you know? I was like, I don't know why everybody hates this guy because I kind of went out right as he was like coming in and I like missed all of, you know, pretty much John Cena's whole whole run. So yeah, at this point, everybody was like, Jesus Christ, like why is he going to be? Yeah, they just want him to be the 15 time champion. Like, why can't we make somebody else here, you know? Yeah. Um, but I was, I was happy. I was like, yeah, that's cool. I like John Cena. You know, I was like one of the, <laughs> one of the only ones, but yeah, I can see like how they just wanted Cena to just have his moment, you know? Um, yeah. and I think they had bigger plans for Rollins and his briefcase. So I think they just oh, wanted absolutely. to kind of like keep that in there. And they, I don't think they wanted you to tune in, you know, so they weren't trying to like spoil, you know what I mean? They wanted you to like, see what Rollins was going to say the next night. So they, they didn't want to bring him out again. I don't think. Yeah. You're probably right. But I just, it was something that stuck out to me of like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is, this is interesting storytelling that, uh, you know, that was, that was kind of it for. Yeah. Rollins well, it's always an option. You know, I think they always, yeah. plant, they, I think they always want to plant that seed for the audience mm-hmm. so that you're just always like waiting, you know, to like what, what's going to happen. And l- let's be honest, the, the money in the bank ladder match, like wiped the floor with the, uh, oh, yeah. with the heavyweight. Oh, title. totally. Yeah. yeah. There was way too many guys in that match. It was just kind of like, this is too long, too draggy, yes. like, you know, and I feel like the money in the bank match was like, boom, 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 like yeah. nonstop action. And it just felt like it flowed. And the other one was kind of like, you know, those guys were sitting backstage, like son of a gun. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? Yeah. How are we going to top this? <laughs> yeah. Well, the guy, yeah. The guys thinking about uh, having to top that match had to be Ryback. back. So oh, they came out right after that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. So Ryback's how do you against Stardust and, yeah. Gold Dust. and how Gold about Dust that? And Dust brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I'm not going to go any, I'm not going to let you guys go any further and, and bash Ryback because we could, we could do that all day. Uh, yes. But uh, around here, we like to give our matches uh, a certain amount of cans in the cooler and we go out of five. So okay. would anybody like to kick us off with how many cans in the cooler are you going to give hmm. the Money in the Bank 2014 ladder match? I'll kick it off. I'm going to go with 4.8 cans in the cooler. I would give it five, but Jack Swagger took away <laughs> yeah. point two. You know, if it, if it had been even Wade Barrett, I think I would have been okay. Uh, but yeah, the, the match was amazing. It obviously, you know, in, in hindsight, I can give it a 4.8 because I know what it led to, you know, yeah. and how, how awesome the next several months of wrestling were going to be. So I look back on that very, very fondly. But yeah, Jack Swagger br- brings it down from a perfect score for sure. Man, you yeah. read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here shaking my head for the exact same reason. Yeah. Hey, listen, I know, what I know what I'm talking about. It's okay if you guys agree with me. <laughs> Marco, hit us. Um, I'm going to go with four cans of the cooler, uh, okay. mainly because of, uh, like you said, Jack Swagger. We don't have to say any more about that. The other one, what, what uh, Nick brought up was the, you know, Dean Ambrose leaving with that, you know, busted up shoulder where he's just holding it close, closely, like yeah. tight to his body. And then later on, he comes running out like nothing happened, like just swinging it. Listen, totally in like, his defense, he was telling people he didn't want to leave. You know what I mean? He was like, I'm fine, bro. Like, I leave me here, you know? So but I mean, in his defense, he was letting he, us know like he was fine. Exactly. But he was, he left with his arm like close, like his shoulder was busted. 
If he if he wanted to know, like wanted us to believe that he was fine, he would have walked out like in just, my like, mind. Dean like is Vince in the McMahon. back, like up against the door frame, like boom, <laughs> <laughs> like the, uh, putting, his, putting his shoulder back in the socket. Yeah. You know. Oh man, I. I was ready to give it a five and now you guys are selling me down and I don't like this feeling. I was ready to give it a five and now you're bringing up Jack Swagger. I can forgive the, 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 the loose, uh, I almost called him loose cannon. What, what did they call him? Unhinged. <laughs> unhinged. He's yeah. unhinged. Yeah. Unstable. He was the uh, uh, lunatic fringe. The lunatic That's fringe. It. That's, That's it. it. Yeah. Oh man. How did I forget that? Um, but man, that didn't bother me so much because you're right. He was sitting there and telling Doc, just pop it back in, just pop yeah. it back in. And now I forever will have the image of him in a doorway, just shoving his shoulder <laughs> back like, into place. <laughs> <laughs> but I, man, 4.75 for okay. Jack Swagger. Wow. And that's it. But I, oh, this, if you're looking for a Money in the Bank ladder match leading up yeah. to Money in the Bank 2021, start here, just just, yeah. just start here. Enjoy Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose going at it. If you want, go to the Monday Night Raw after where they continue the storytelling and having uh, Ambrose telling him that anytime you even think about cashing in that contract, I'm going to be there. And it just keeps going. So yeah. if you're well, going to rewatch, let's, start here. Let's start here and go backwards. Because once you start here and go forward with money in the bank, it starts to get a little bit sketchy yeah. and a little bit yeah, questionable. Yeah. So if you want some epic money in the bank, you got to start here and work your way, work your way back. Very true. Uh, so true. I'm going to give it four and a half cans in the cooler. Uh, and not to reiterate what you guys said about swagger um, and about Ambrose in the shoulder. But for me, I think the the ending with Kane could have been a little bit more powerful. Um, it, it felt a little soft. Uh, yeah. Again, like this, you got this monster, this legend in the business. And in my opinion, he should have came out. He's healthy and just destroyed Ambrose. And but that's me nitpicking. In Nick's mind, he wants Kane to come up from underneath the ring yeah. Yeah. and grab <laughs> Dean Ambrose and pull him down yes. underneath the ring and fire just blow up from the hole that's in the ring. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So we don't know if Dean Ambrose has been incinerated right. or not. Is that too much to ask? Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> yes. I'm trying to remember. Was he was he bouncing back and forth between corporate Kane and regular Kane at this time, or was he just regular Kane the whole? I don't. I think he was regular Just Kane right regular now, but then Kane. shortly okay. after was yes. the bouncing back and forth, okay. which is yeah. which was repugnant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think if he came out as corporate Kane, it might have gave a little bit of more like a. It might have it might have helped it out a little bit better if he no. wasn't dressing full gear. I mean, because he's the authority guy, so like you're like, oh, what the hell is he doing out here? No, you think Kane coming out in a suit with one contact in is going to be no, more no, impactful like than the full, full demon gear? Like in the flames coming out no, of the ring No, 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 no. Are you crazy? Just regular, generic corporate Kane just walking out. Nothing, so no he's flames, like, here, no sir, nothing. Let, me, let me hand you this contract. You know, you can't yeah, exactly. climb to the top of the ladder. Like, Picture you know. yourself on top of a of a ladder in the middle of the ring, probably 20 feet in the air. And all of a sudden all four corners are just engulfed with yeah. flames. Yeah. I know I'd yeah. be sitting there shaking like hell. <laughs> or you could be like uh, Ali that time and get ready to grab the, oh, the, uh, the suitcase uh, and Brock. you know, who comes out Brock Lesnar, you hear that music. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man. Yeah, that's a bad feeling. Oh man. Well, thank you guys for doing your homework and thank you for joining us for our homework this week. Uh, Matt, you want to hit us with some extra credit? Let's do it. 
Hey guys, Chick Foley here. If you like what you're hearing on this Pod Foundation production, you should check out my podcast, The Chick Foley Show, where each week myself, the heel husband, and the MVP bring you the fans' perspective on all the action inside and outside of the squared circle. We keep you up to date on the latest in wrestling figure news, give you retro wrestling recommendations, and just have fun talking about all aspects of professional wrestling. The Chick Foley Show drops every Friday morning and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. An extra special homework is in the books for this week. And now it's time for some extra credit with the Extra Cooler Top 3. The Extra Cooler Top 3 spotlights our top stories from the week that was in pro wrestling. And again, brought to you by Pro Wrestling Tees. So Pro Wrestling Tees is your one-stop shop for all your favorite wrestling stars merch, including the Extra Cooler show. So please go on, stop by, and check out ProWrestlingTees.com slash Extra Cooler as Marco shows off his amazing <laughs> Extra Cooler show shirt. So uh, thanks, brother. <laughs> Let's go into some honorable mentions. So first and foremost, a big congratulations to the Rhodes family and the Moxley family for the arrival of two new wrestling women into the world. So uh, John Moxley and Renee Paquette had their baby this week, as well as Brandy and, um, and Cody. Um, Cody. Cody. Huh. Yeah. Thank you. How do you, how do you forget the American dream slash nightmare? <laughs> oh man. Cody Rhodes. Oh man. Let me swing, take a swig of beer for the working man. <laughs> <laughs> but, we, won't, um, we won't, we won't trash Cody. Uh, that's our gimmick. So we'll save that. If you want to hear Cody trash, you come to our show. We'll, yeah, don't trash him. we'll trash him trash for Cody. you. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's right. Marco doesn't trash Cody. Is like to trash Cody. I don't <laughs> But we really well, love Cody, just JK. A big congratulations there. Um, some somber news with some more NXT and 205 releases. Um, caught me by surprise a little bit with, um, you know, seeing the Breezango guys in there and specifically yeah. Breeze. I mean, I think he's been with the company for like 17 years. So kind of kind of crazy to think about that and hearing all of the things that he did from a almost like a coaching perspective. I wouldn't be surprised if we if we see him again. And, um, you know, best of luck to everyone who got their garbage bags this week. And uh, <laughs> I hope that they that they can um, turn it around. But man, indie wrestling is going to be next level over the next loaded. few months. It's yeah. going to be unbelievable. So, um, you know, best of luck there. And my last honorable mention for this week is we saw the diamond mine show up on NXT and Roddy strong kind of building his own undisputed era. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm interested to see where that goes. I know we record on Tuesdays, so we don't get to see it right away, but um, I'm interested to see where the, the diamond mine goes, but come on, Matt, be honest. You're not a Roddy strong guy. I'm not a Roddy strong guy, but I, uh, I'm here for a faction and I'm here for oh, of him going yeah. after Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and seeing where Bobby fish rolls into this. So sure. I'm not a Roddy strong totally. guy, but yeah. I will, I will take in a new faction just to go after and extend the, the legacy of my favorite faction in as long as I can remember with undisputed era. Yeah. And we have to hope that it works out for him because his wife got yeah. a garbage bag this, yeah. uh, this week. So let's, let's just all send good vibes yeah. to Roddy that everything mm -hmm. works out and he, you know, hits the top of the card and uh, you know, it's only, only good vibes his way. Amen. Amen. All right. Story number three of the week. Let's talk about some hell in the cell. So, um, Mike, on our last episode, 
said that he wouldn't let Hell in the Cell sleep in my room if it was growing on my ass. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the Malone reference, a guy after my own heart. Unfortunately, Mike isn't here to see if he allowed Hell in the Cell to uh, sleep in his room that evening. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I thought the card was was pretty good. It delivered more. And I think I'm one of those like, hey, let's watch WWE come in with extremely low expectations just to over deliver. And I yeah. kind of felt like this is where it was going. But man, I just, Nick, I'm sorry. I'm going to be super negative here, but I just need to dump on a roll up. I know that every single podcast and every single uh, person has talked about how you're ending a month, months and months long feud with a roll up. <laughs> Sorry, I want to use the what drop. It's going to happen. But God yeah. damn, that just yeah. angered me till no end. So I, I went back and I actually found a website, profightdb.com, profight database pretty much, where I was able to look up all of the matches that have happened for a specific wrestler and seeing that this, this feud between Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley has gone on for 15 weeks and you're going to end it inside hell in a cell, which is supposed to be, we talked about it earlier that that is a blow off match for a major feud. Yep. And we got a roll up in the middle of, hell in a cell match and i just man it drove me wild i'm sorry i'm gonna get off my high horse right now but jesus that boiled my blood as you can all see (laughs) right now so yeah it's ridiculous it makes drew mcintyre who's supposed to be this like top guy look like a goon you know Mm -hmm. i kind of touched on it last week you know on our show like i just think it's ridiculous like you know they're like oh it's just to protect and i'm like why is how does that protect him you know like you know and you marco and seth made fun of me because they're like, oh yeah, Sheena's the perfect opponent because she'll just say, yeah, super kick me to the face and, you know, take me out and I'll, I'll you know, take the pin for you. But like, <laughs> dude, like super kick me, like, do, like freaking tombstone, like do something to make me <clears throat> incapacitated to where like I can no longer participate in the match. You're not going to roll me up. You know mm. what I mean? Like you're yeah. not going to come in mm. and just like, like distract me like, oh, look over here, you know, oops, <laughs> you know, like that's not going to happen. And I think it makes people look stupid. And I, yeah, I know sometimes those, those, have to happen but when you're doing a hell in a cell pay-per-view and a hell in a cell like no you do not end a hell in a cell match with a freaking roll-up it's ridiculous yeah i'm I'm not sure i don't remember what i said on the show i probably did yeah i I definitely did say uh yeah it was i mean it it is what it is with the roll-up but uh with the hell in a cell it's kind of hard to you know if you want to do a finish like that where you want to protect both guys you it's hard to do a distraction deal yeah like you yeah. can't have mvp inside the hell in a cell like he, he's <laughs> right. on the outside so like how do you so why are you distracted exactly yeah so yeah how do, how do you distract like drew mcintyre how do you like you know make him distract enough where he doesn't like get a roll up maybe he i don't know like and they use pretty much they're both big guys they use pretty much everything that you can think of to like damage each other so like what's gonna stop drew mcintyre but a roll up <laughs> yeah. it sounds stupid yeah but, like yeah. that's it's you know i mean even the writers couldn't think of a, a, a clever yeah. way to have him lose. So uh, it drove me bonkers, man. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm glad I'm not alone in listening <laughs> no, to everybody else alone. rant about it, but man, yeah. this one, I, I didn't want to dump on the product. I'd like, like Nick was saying earlier, I try not to um, do the same way and just kind of suspend my disbelief. But this one was like, 
they went through this brutal match and then yeah that that that's it that's how we're going this home. is why this is why you don't have hell in a cell as an annual paper yes. this is why hard, you man. place hell in a cell for very specific circumstances where it is called for for it is a blood feud that mm. the only way you are going to find resolution is from hell in a cell but yep. when you do it every year, like it just, it depends on what storyline is just happening and they roll it into hell in a cell, whether it's worthy or whether it's not. I mean, they could have done that roll up finish in a regular match and yeah. we would have been like, that was lame, but we wouldn't have be as like infuriated if it wasn't right. inside of a cell. Like the cell should have, like, the cell is like sacred. It should have very specific purpose and that's yeah. not it. Yeah. You know? I mean, especially when you still have like, you know, the under Undertaker and Mankind's matches like kind of like the the blueprint of what a Hell right. in a Cell match is and what, right. that's still fresh in everyone's memories. Like you're not like no one's forgotten about that match. That's no. brought up every single year. It's there's anniversaries for it and everything like that. So like you're thinking of that in the back of your mind. And then you're what now you're watching these matches and you're just like you you try you, you you want something like spectacular to happen, something like fantastic. Yeah. I'm not yes. asking for people to be thrown off the top of the oh, cage. Yeah, exactly, like yeah. I don't think I don't think, you know, I mean, I'm not asking anybody to do that. I'm not willing to do that with my body, so I'm not asking you to do that with your body. But I mean, just give me something, like beat somebody down, like ram somebody yeah. into the cage. Yeah. Like, you know, like knock them out or something. Knock them yeah, out. Just... I mean, even a submission, even if he would have done the hurt lock, I would have felt better about it than a roll up, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, this this had the extra stipulation of McIntyre's last chance mm -hmm. and you know Bobby loses his US title to Riddle in February yep. then wins the title from Miz on March 1st and then Drew and Bobby are immediately going at it at Wrestlemania and then yep. Bobby's only had nine matches since then and five of them are against Drew and Drew only has one win and it's by a disqualification yeah. so like it it just I'm, I'm happy it's this is over or at least mm -hmm. we think it's over yes. this oh, past it ain't over. i bet they i bet they rehashed <laughs> yeah. this oh, <laughs> they're not it's not, it's not over i think it's over i think it's i think it's done i know if i think watch, they're gonna swerve us and, uh, i mean i think i mean there's too many you, you know it's a you have you have uh the next pay-per-view is going to be with a live audience and obviously the next pay all the pay-per-views after that um the whole like Thunderdome error is pretty much done now. So you, now you have to, now they really have to turn it up and they have to come. No, so creative. now they're going to be like, Oh, you know what? We should try this in front of fans. Maybe it didn't work in front of the Thunderdome well, audience. We, you know what? We should try it in front of the fans and see what they say. Well, we thought they were going to do that at WrestleMania, right? We thought they were going to have like, yeah, WrestleMania Drew, was like Drew half his... measures. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. like, you got to be like Walter White. There are no half measures. You, know? like, you, you go, you go all in. But yeah, we thought they were going to have like, you know, Drew McIntyre have his like WrestleMania moment again this year because oh. obviously he didn't have it last year. And he had he had the worst competitor of all, Rain Delay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, Rain Delay came in and squashed I mean, his ass. One of my friends texted me earlier today and he's, I mean, I think it's the same sentiment across. I'm not sure if you guys feel the same way, but he, you know, he said like, you know, Drew McIntyre is kind of like stale right now. It's kind of mm. like a. Oh, totally. So he's not as exciting as it, as it was when there was a live crowd. That whole Royal Rumble, like when he when he won the won the Royal Rumble, that was like that was a huge moment. And then obviously, you know, circumstances he couldn't control yeah. happened afterwards. But like, and Shaq's country, like, it's not him. It's mm -hmm. the booking. It's the constant yeah. like, and it's not it's the non creative writing that they have for him. You yeah. Know? yeah. So yeah, it's not it's no fault of his own. 
Yeah. Um, because Drew is Drew is awesome. Drew is amazing. You know? Oh yeah, he's good. Yeah. But no, this is not a knock on Drew, or it's not it's not a knock on Bobby either. You know, even though I have given Bobby more crap than anybody in it's the world, Bobby. I think yeah, but <laughs> it's not a knock to them. But like you know, come on, like give him a different opponent for Christ's sake. Yeah, he yeah. needs the, he needs a draft to happen and head smackdown. Yeah. Well, I think the uh, the interesting part is now Drew has found himself back in the Money in the Bank, and <laughs> yeah. Well, I. Well, well, both of you were, all three of you were shaking your heads. No, uh, I do have to say that Raw has feel like it's turned the notch up the last yes. two weeks and it's actually watchable. Um, yeah. Two weeks ago. Oh man. All right. Sheena, lay it in. Give it to me. I, you, I'm uh, just saying, so I think, you know, Raw has this very amazing way of like being crap 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 and then it's like not crap average and we're like whoa uh, that was a good episode of raw yeah. you know and it's like i mean that was just like a typical average episode of raw and we're like wow you know so that yeah. just goes to show you what the product has been like the last several months and they have a really good way of like giving us a good like 3 4 week stretch where it's like starting to build and we're starting to like get our hopes back up yep. and then all of a sudden well, it's like you know, Touché. and it's just yeah, like well, no good at all. So yeah, I mean, yeah. we still got we got Dewdrop, yep. squashed Oscar <laughs> and Naomi, basically in a handicap match. Okay, <laughs> so tell tell me, is this is does this sound like a great episode? Um, Nikki Cross, dressed like Mighty Mouse, comes out. You know, and she's and she's got a new name, Nikki Ash, which means almost a superhero. I don't think she understands yeah. that superhero is kind of like a, a joined word for it's like, you know, yeah. one word. So really like, yeah. you know, a ASH is not yeah. almost a superhero, you know? Um, I mean, the ricochet, I yes. will say the highlight of was ricochet crossbody off the barricade. Oh, like beautiful. Yeah, that was pretty he's, freaking he's awesome. Impressive. Yeah. But uh, I mean, you can't discount riddle doing a double, the riddle that night. Yeah. The, the riddle storyline that carried raw last week was freaking awesome. I love, yeah. I loved that. How he, he yeah. had to like wrote himself <laughs> yeah. in for Randy Orton because it makes it interesting <laughs> to see like where this is going to go in the future. Like Randy's going to be pissed when he realized that Matt Riddle lost his opportunity to get yeah. into money in the you bank, get, yeah. you know? So, um, I'm really curious to see how that plays out, but I've, I've loved everything with, uh, you know, RK bro. Oh, yeah. That's been, that's it's, been really good. Yeah. My wife, my wife can't stand riddle. For some reason, she like just she's she thinks he's obviously he's a, oh, he's I a love Matt space Riddle, cadet. man. I've, I've, he's I've hilarious. Held, I think he's funny as hell. Yeah, I've held space for Matt Riddle since the beginning. Uh, I just keep hoping that one day they're gonna like you know like tune back, just pull back the stoner edge just a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm he is a bro. I know that's his gimmick, but like Vince McMahon, he like turns the bro volume up to like five thousand. Oh yeah, 000, yeah. Oh, yeah. Know, and it just makes him like a goon. So I, I feel like know. if they just dialed it back just a little, I mean Matt Riddle is made. Yeah, he's awesome. I know we Nick and I saw him in a bar in Brooklyn after SummerSlam one night, and he was living the gimmick. Yeah. Let's just say that. <laughs> 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 All oh, right, we, we've given too much time to Monday Night Raw. Sheena, thanks for keeping me grounded and telling me that uh, Raw is not as as passable as I uh, thought it You're may welcome. have been. Again, I don't like to be. I don't like to be negative either. I try to look at the at the bright side of things too. But man, uh, you got to call a spade a spade. You it's know? that setting the bar low, only to just slightly overachieve. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, you got go to underpromise under and overdeliver. That's what WWE has been doing, you no, know. Awesome. And I mean, Vince McMahon literally came out and said he's 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 kind of putting the brakes on until there's yeah. a live audience. So he's basically said like. Screw you guys that watch it week to week. Like we're gonna wait until we have live fans here. So yeah, so don't get your hopes up too much. But yeah, maybe, 
keep your fingers crossed that it'll get better. Awesome. So let's take a drastic turn here and let's go over to AEW and let's talk about Jungle Boy, man. He is over like Rover, huh? Yeah. Jungle Boy's the man, dude. Like he, I mean, he won the uh, the casino bet. Was it Casino Battle Royal? Is that what mm-hmm. the name? Yeah, that's what they call it. Yeah, the yeah. Casino Battle Royal against, uh, you know, Christian Christian Cage. Uh, <laughs> freaking epic battle, dude. And he's just, he's just one of those guys. Like, he just has the look. He has the talent. And he, he's just destined for greatness. Like, you can yeah. just feel it, you know. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm glad they haven't pushed him too soon. I'm glad they, like, give us these little, like, flares of, Jungle Boy being like, you know, the AEW world champion. Um, but I think it's going to be a little while. You know, I, I, Seth put me, pulled me back down because I was like, no, he needs to be the AEW yeah. champion right now. And Seth was like, no, it's going to be like a year or so. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what? Couple years. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah. But yeah, he faced Kenny Omega, which was, you know, probably the match of his career. Pretty freaking epic that he got to fight Kenny Omega. Um, lost, but just incredible match. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I can't speak highly enough about Jungle Boy, and I have no doubt that in the future he's going to be the AEW World Champion. Yeah, hey, I got I got worked by AEW on this one, man. When they showed Jungle Boy's family in the front row, I was like, Oh no, they're <laughs> pulling out it. all the stops. Are they yeah. really going to do this? Yeah, because <laughs> Ken, uh, Kenny Omega is in this point now where you just expect him to continue to win and win and yeah. win, and this title collector gimmick that's going and is has so much more potential as you know the wrestling world opens up even further and international mm-hmm. and i'm i'm praying for uh, uh new japan being able to be woven in as well uh even though i can't i don't think i can take another um promo from from the Khan family but um regardless <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. no no yeah Please, keep, no. somebody keep tony Khan off the yeah, mic yeah, like yeah. that yeah. Him oh, with his arms crossed like this there was the family in the front row and then towards the end of the match jungle boy caught a two and a half on kenny and i legit jumped out of my seat like this this is <laughs> it he won job. yeah oh, they man. did their job so then. bravo that oh i i thought it was mage so uh um, yeah. Yeah. Man, Jungle Boy is over, and he was somebody. I've, I've, I have admitted in the past that I am slow to jump on the uh, bandwagon on on the AEW side. I watch every week. I just don't find myself fully invested the same way that I am in the characters that I've been following for mm-hmm. years. I guess so. Yeah. Um, Jungle Boy is one that I'm a little slow to take to, but this this did so much for him as a character for me as the, you know, I'm happy you're going to find yourself on the right side of history on this one. I'm glad glad you're joining joining the dark side. I think, I think you'll find yourself, you know, highly sports entertained. Yeah. We took, yeah. We talk about this all like we talk about this, uh, on the show, you know, like week to week about like the homegrown stars yeah. of AEW, you know, like MJF, Sammy Guevara, um, Darby Allen, and Jungle mm-hmm. Boy. Those are like the main mm-hmm. four guys right there. Like they obviously they haven't like reached like championship level yet, but they'll definitely, you know, well obviously Darby Allen won the TNT yeah. championship. He's the first out of that out of that crew. But you know, those other guys are slow burners, and they're, they're the definitely future. gonna be yeah. yeah, they're definitely gonna be the world champions. You don't you don't want to see them win titles right away. You want to you right. want to get that reaction that you got, Matt, mm-hmm. from watching him face Kenny Omega. Like you you need that you needed that jump, you know, that jump to get like to get invested into Jungle Boy. And now you're gonna be totally invested in in what he does from from here on out. 
after yeah. seeing that match. Here's hoping. Yeah. <laughs> who who, who, who told you a few years ago that you would be like hyped to watch a uh, a guy who rides in on a uh, on a wrestling dinosaur? <laughs> yeah. What would you have said? You'd have uh, been like, hell no. Well, he you know he won double. If you guys seen um, that he uh, oh. you know came out with his his relationship with Anna Jay. Oh, I know. He sure did. Yeah, Bro, so, he I is. Mean, he's swinging. He's, just, he's swinging he's for winning. the fences. He, he lost that match with Kenny Omega, but he's still winning. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. I saw that picture. I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, let's go to story number the one of the week with the rated R superstar Edge making his return on SmackDown this week. And are you are you ready for Money in the Bank with Roman against Edge? It was uh, announced during Talking Smack where we had Seth Rollins on our screen and they did the old, Oh, I'm, I'm getting something in my ear. Hold on. <laughs> and they, they cut to the, uh, the, the, the move of edge breaking into Pierce and, um, and, uh, I want to call her by her real name, Sonia, uh, Sonia Deville's Sonia office. <laughs> I'm struggling with names today. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, but breaks into to the office there, and he demands that he faces Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank. And I was I was surprised that it wasn't going to drag out all the way to SummerSlam. So I'm excited to see where things go. But the storytelling with Seth Rollins losing his shit in the middle of talking yeah. smack, um, I mean, was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I could I could probably book SummerSlam for you already. Right. Um, obviously, you know, with the match, we're, we're finally going to see that one-on-one match too with Roman Reigns and Edge, which we were supposed to see at WrestleMania. Um, but obviously, Daniel Bryan. You know what? Next week we could uh, actually this week we could see uh, Daniel Bryan insert himself into this uh, oh, match. Oh God, no, oh, man! <laughs> you guys are the, the bank, so. Who knows? But uh, but no, I, I think um, obviously they're gonna have their one on one, and you know Seth Rollins, like you said, was not not happy that uh, Edge can just walk in and demand a match, and he gets it. So, you know, there's gonna be some hijinks involved, and you know Edge is not gonna. I, I don't think he's obviously he's gonna win. I mean, I'm, I'm on the Reigns train. Mm-hmm. If you don't know this, if you never listen to the show, the Reigns team is just steamrolling through everybody. So yeah, he's a, totally. he's our tribal chief. He's definitely don't gonna roll Boston all the way down yeah. to Virginia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're right there with you. That's yeah, right. He's definitely Stopping gonna, off in New York. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's gonna steamroll Edge um, with the help of Seth Rollins, mm. and I think you're gonna see a Seth Rollins Edge at SummerSlam. Yeah, for oh. sure. Awesome. I mean, I was it's, listening to that promo. I was like, where's the lie? Where's the he, lie though? He went yeah. nuts. I mean, it was, was, like the, it was straight facts. I mean, yeah. Seth Rollins was like, I didn't take six months off. You know, like literally his wife had a baby and he was like right back. That was you the know? most so passionate like, I've seen Seth Rollins in a while. Like that, like that, like if you ever watch Talk and Smack at all, just not to, you know, not to plug Talk and Smack, but that's, that's definitely like the, like the centerpiece of, of, of SmackDown. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That, that carries a storyline uh, when you're watching uh, Talking Smack and you get those, those types of reactions and stuff like that. And I, I, like I said, Seth Rollins is, yeah, I mean, that was the most passionate I've seen him in like yeah. forever. Yes. Just, it was, it was real. It was awesome. I'm here for it, man. How mm-hmm. awesome would that be? Edge, Seth Rollins at SummerSlam? Sign yeah. me up. Yeah, yeah sign Seth me up too. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, Edge, Seth Rollins. I think obviously, you know, the rumors are like Cena, Roman Reigns, and then Lashley, Brock, but who knows if Brock's going to pop up anytime soon. I mean, I'm hoping as long we as see it's Brock. not at Money in the Bank. Oh yeah, exactly. yeah. It. If it's <laughs> not in the match, yes, yeah, yeah that's, that that would be 
<laughs> yeah, let's yeah. pray for that, please, please, oh, man, the Chick Foley show, guys, and now Nick jumping on the bandwagon of talking things into the ethos that we don't want to see happen. Yeah. Come on, guys, let's slow it down a little bit. Slow here. it down, yeah. The universe is listening. It knows. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna. The it's Chick Foley show is good back. for uh, uh, talking things into existence. Um, yeah. we, need to, we, need to call, we need to calm our manifestation powers down yeah. a little bit. So maybe if you do it here and not on your own show, then maybe it won't happen. So. So uh, maybe it's a good thing that you're Hopefully, talking about yeah. it here and not on That's Fridays right. on the Chick Foley show. <laughs> One last thing on edge and then we'll get out of here. I know we're running long on the extra credit today, but did anybody catch edges shirt and what it said? Yes. The iconoclast. Iconoclast. Yeah. So I looked up the word cause I'm not smart enough to understand what it was. And it says a person who attacks cherished beliefs or institutions a destroyer of images used in religious worship. And man, if this isn't a nice little sprinkle on yeah. top of your storytelling, I was like, yeah. Jim's Jim's favorite is chef's kiss. Mwah. Yeah, yeah. No, it is right there. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are next level. I wasn't even paying attention. I was like, yeah. look at that Viking beard. His dollar shave club got cut off because the <laughs> man is rocking a beard. Yeah. Yeah. I think Matt, yeah, Matt's definitely onto something with like Roman Reigns being that like I'm the center of the universe. I'm mm-hmm. kind of like the god of of WWE. Mm-hmm. I don't like know. You I mean, you got the, the you got the Messiah, Seth Rollins, too. You know what I mean? So well, yeah, that's like, the other thing. Ooh, he's he's coming know? to destroy religion. So yeah, you, you have the tribal chief of uh, of, of WWE, of, of the head of the table. Yeah. As, all the, as, as the Messiah, the savior of SmackDown. And he's yeah. here to, I mean, he's not, obviously, uh, Seth Rollins isn't on his radar, but now he should be. After, <laughs> you know, talking smack oh, yeah. um, promo that he cut, but yeah, no, he's that. Yeah, that that T-shirt definitely said a lot. I I seen that a lot on Twitter. People saying that was like a kind of like a you know like a uh, you know kind of like a weird way of like you know expressing a a T-shirt. And they, they're selling it right now, yeah. I believe. Um, oh, it's a WWE yeah. shop. Should have known. Yeah, I believe, yeah, I believe, yeah. It's on, on the back of the, yeah, yeah. How did a, I? Why did I think otherwise? Yeah. But yeah, it's um yeah, no, it was, it was a really really awesome statement if you weren't really checking for it and matt hit it on the head with that yeah definitely oh man i i did not think of the seth rollins with the the savior piece and yeah. the religious side so mm-hmm. the two definitions when you google search iconoclast like it hits both roman and seth so yeah it's yeah. got the cherished beliefs and institution and then you've got you know destroyer of images used in religious worship yeah both yeah What's that yep. new emoji? This this yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, we got we got the little hand, the little, the little chef kids emoji. <laughs> Great, beautiful. <laughs> well, guys, I from from me to you. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on the Extra Cooler Show this week, Nick. Why don't you take us home? Yeah, that 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 was a very amazing episode of the Extra Cooler Show. Thank you for joining us. Uh, do you guys want to plug yourself before we leave? Of course, sure. Let's go for it. So you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Find Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. And then you can find our podcast, The Chick Foley Show, wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can follow all of our brethren on the Pod Foundation at Pod Foundation on Instagram. Yes, and be sure to follow us at Extra Cooler on Instagram and on Twitter at extra cooler show uh don't forget to follow subscribe rate review and tell all your friends about the extra cooler show available wherever you get your podcasts Uh, you will hear from us in two weeks uh where we'll be talking about some more classic SummerSlam matches uh cheers guys thanks for joining us thank you for having us it was awesome thank you
Cheers. Cheers. Championship!